Good morning, class. Good morning, Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit gets fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. When you're born again, give your heart and life to the Lord, you're born a spiritual baby, and you don't know everything there is to know about faith and overcoming and all these things, you, you begin a, uh, a lifelong uh, journey of learning and growing and developing, at least you're supposed to. Now, if you're never fed the Word, never fed the right things, you'll stay a spiritual baby, even though you might have been born again 70 years ago, uh, 60 years ago, you're still a baby unless you're fed, nourished up, not just men's ideas, traditional concepts, uh, but with the words of faith, the scripture says. And that's why we're having faith school. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom. Uh, put everything else on hold for a few minutes and give the Lord your full attention. And he will minister to your heart. He'll quicken you. He'll give you something that'll pick you up, something that'll edify you. Something that will strengthen you. And that's how you overcome. Father, we thank you so much. All of us together thank you and praise you and give you glory for all the good things. Every good thing that we enjoy in life is from your hand. And the bad things, the things that steal and are stole and that have killed and that have destroyed, we know that didn't come from you. You said the thief does that. And you're certainly not the thief. We ask for answers today. Help, direction, guidance. We thank you for it. We praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Would you please turn in the scriptures again to uh, Matthew, the 8th chapter, and also Luke, chapter 7. Let's continue in our study of the healing of the centurion's servant. Now, if, you, if you're just now joining us for the first time, we've already covered uh, last week and this week a lot of ground on this. So it would it benefit you to go online, uh, go back and watch and listen to the previous uh, messages. It won't cost you anything. It's, it's no charge. But now we're, got, we're down here to uh, chapter 8, verse 5 in Matthew. It says, when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came to him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goes. To another, come, and he comes. To my servant, 
do this. And he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say to you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. He's talking about us. (laughs) But the children of the kingdom shall be cast Out into outer darkness there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so be it done unto you. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour, or in other words, at exactly the same time. Why would the Bible say that? We studied the nobleman's son, and we saw that when he got back home and found his son healed. He inquired when it happened. And when they, when they brought it up and compared it, it was exactly when Jesus spoke that word and he believed it and turned and left to go home. Why does it keep bringing that up? Because there's a point where power is released. <laughs> Can you see that? And it's not when you're talking about it or when you're wrestling. Can you see that? There had to come a point where, like with the leper we we saw in the first part of this chapter, if it be thy will. He said, Lord, I know you can if you will. Is there any power being released right now? No. None. It's only when things are settled and you're fully persuaded in your heart and you act on the word the Lord gave you. Oh, come on, can you see that? James talks about faith without action is dead. Well, dead faith uh, produces no healing. Dead faith gets no bills paid. Dead faith produces nothing. Living faith acts. Acts on the word the Lord gives. And so he, he's, he keeps pointing out when did it happen? Now, everybody wants it to happen, <laughs> right? We want it to happen. It happened. Well, yeah, but when does it happen? <laughs> not by you wanting it to happen. Not by you needing it to happen, right? And not by you talking about it or wondering about it or questioning about it. No, when did it happen? Can you see that? He said, Lord, if you just speak the word, And so the Lord spoke the word and they believed it. And the moment he did, something happened. Look with me in Luke, please. The uh, seventh chapter. It said, now when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. This is Luke's account of the same healing. A certain centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. When he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews. Now, we talked about this on yesterday. If you read Matthew's account, he just said the centurion came to Jesus. And now we read Luke's account, and he says the centurion didn't go. He sent elders of the Jews. One translation says he sent them on a mission Well, 
this whole thing has a military flavor to it. Can you hear that? I mean, he keeps talking about he's an officer. He talks about authority. He talks about delegation, missions. He said uh, he sent them beseeching that Jesus would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this. For he loves our nation. He's built us a synagogue. And Jesus went with them. And when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him. So here we see he sends another, a second group of delegates. <laughs> if you, why do I say delegate? Delegates, because he sent them for him to speak on his behalf. He sent the elders to request on his behalf. Now, Jesus responded to their request. He has come. He's headed to the house. But when Jesus sees, excuse me, when the centurion sees Jesus and them coming in the distance, he sends a second group, which are just called friends. And they are sent. They're not, we, we don't know who they are. The scripture specifically doesn't give you details about who they are because that's not important. Can you see that? They're not speaking for their self. They are a, a vehicle through which the centurion is requesting and now speaking. And through the friends, he said, Lord, trouble not yourself. For I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. Neither thought I myself worthy to come to you. But say in the word and my servant will be healed. So here we see why he didn't come himself. There's a reason why he sent them instead of him coming himself. Now we know Jesus said, this is the greatest faith I have seen anywhere in the whole nation of Israel, of God's people, where you should find faith, amongst the elders, amongst the, uh, the priests, the Levites, the doctors of the law who spend their whole professional life studying scriptures, you would expect to find faith there. And he didn't. You know, the scripture says, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith in the earth? Boy, that's a statement, isn't it? That's a question. Shall he find faith? What does that mean? Faith is uh, not common throughout the world. There's a thing called the common faith, but that's among believers. <clears throat> but if you're looking at the whole population of the planet, faith is not common. It's actually rare. Faith is called, for, Peter calls it precious. Well, precious like a rare stone, like a precious metal. He compares it to gold, the finest gold, and says it's much more valuable than the finest gold. Uh, the reason I say that, among a lot of uh, groups, you find the idea is, well, we all have faith. No, <laughs> you don't. No. You will find a, a, an absence of faith. All over the world is what you find. And the answer to so many questions is why we don't see God do, doing more of this or more manifestation of this. It comes back to the very simple answer, lack of faith. 
Lack of faith. Jesus' own disciples who had been getting results, they failed to get a boy delivered. Do you remember that? That had the seizures and all that. And when they asked him, well, Lord, why couldn't we get that boy set free? He said, because of your unbelief. And that's when he said, when he came down from the mount and they all rushed over to him, he said, unbelieving generation, how long will I put up with you? Unbelief irritates the Lord. Because there's, there's no justifiable excuse for it. Why? He's never lied. Why would you doubt him? He's never failed. Why would you doubt him? And yet the world is full of doubt. Full of doubt. But when he sends these individuals as his delegates, he said, the reason I sent them, I didn't count myself worthy. He he says, I, I'm a man under authority. I have people under me. And then you understand why he sent the elders. Because he recognizes them as a spiritual authority over him. Now, I don't know how spiritual they were. These guys sound pretty good, right? Didn't say they were Pharisees. Didn't say they were doctors of the law. Said they were elders of the Jews. And he, the Lord didn't correct him. He did the right thing. He's used to operating uh, uh, with rank. And he knows there are people that outrank him and there are people he outranks. And he knows the people above him, their orders are followed. No question. And he knows the people under him, his orders are followed. Isn't that what he said? I say to him, go. And what happens? He goes. There's no chance he might not go. That's what the whole Roman military might was based on, was this absolute discipline. When, when the command was given to charge, they charged. If it was right into a spear, if it was into certain death, they charged. And so that's how he lives. And when he heard, the Bible said he heard about Jesus. What did he hear? He hears well, we can, we, let's go to Mark and let's just read some of the things that he heard. This stir you up, yes. class? Boy, it does me. You know, it's good to enjoy what you do. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. You sure don't want to do, do a, I do a lot of this. <laughs> It'd be bad if I didn't enjoy church because <laughs> I'm here all the time. I'm, but I, it never gets old. The Word of God is alive. And you just keep seeing great things and amazing things. And it's not just stuff that sounds good on paper. You can do it and get a result. Oh, hallelujah. In Mark 1, at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, Mark 1, 22, when he preached and taught, it said the people were astonished at his doctrine. Now, I think sometimes we read right over these words. It didn't just say they were impressed. They were what? That means they were, we'd say, blown away, right? They were like, whoa. Why? Why? For he taught them as one that had authority. That was the big thing that stood out to him. He's not saying, we'll see, we hope so, <laughs> maybe so. He's saying, this is it, this is how it is. This is how it works. And verse 27, 
they were amazed in so much that they questioned among themselves. They said, what thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority, there's that word again, he commands even the unclean spirits and they do obey him. Everybody say authority. authority. That was what stood out to the people about Jesus. He spoke with authority. He acted with authority. Well, he must have known he had authority, right? And then he walks in this authority. Uh, Luke 4.32 says it like this, uh, and I'm going to read it in the NIV. Luke 4.32 said they were amazed at his teaching because his message had authority. And all the people were amazed and said to each other, what is this teaching? With authority and power. Now that's two different Greek words. Uh, exousia for authority. and What is it? Dunamis for power. Two different words. One means delegated right and influence to do something. And power is the force to back it up. With authority and power, he gives orders to evil spirits and they come out. Well, now see, this centurion had heard about that. Maybe somebody he had known was in a meeting, told him about it. Maybe he saw some of a meeting. Maybe he saw some of the results. The Bible said he had heard about Jesus. And that's what he heard about authority. And when he heard, he saw the authority. He heard about the authority. He understands this, right? This is how he lives, right? He saw Je Jesus is not talking about theory. <laughs> Jesus is not spending all day on definitions of Hebrew words. Come on, are you with me? He's not just talking theory. Could be, might be, we'll see. You just never know. That's how the scribes spoke. And that's still how they speak, right? <clears throat> Jesus didn't speak that way. He, he, stood, he found Isaiah and read and said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because He's anointed me to preach the gospel, to heal, to deliver. He closed the book. He said, This is coming to pass right here, right now, today. I'm anointed. The Spirit of the Lord is on me for you to be healed, you to be delivered, you to be restored, you to be made whole. <laughs> And the people said, whoa, whoa, huh? Now? Here? <laughs> oh, it made, it made some people so mad they wanted to kill him. It made other people so glad they wanted to receive right now. And they did. I said, and they did. That's what the centurion heard about. That's what he saw. And so he became, he saw, he's a man who's all about results, right? You don't get promoted in the Roman military without producing results, right? They send you to take a battle, piece of battleground. Ain't no, ain't no need in coming back and saying, yeah, but they're big guys. Yeah, but, yeah, but they got this and that. I don't want to hear none of that. Did you take it or not? Did you win or not? And so this centurion, he's all about that. That's how he lives. And he sees Jesus getting results. And in his mind, 
He's got to have, to get results, you got to have authority and you got to have power. Right? And he's seeing it. He knows. He's got it. And so he figures, all I got to do is get him to give the command. Because he's got the authority. He's got the power. And if he'll do that, my son could be healed. Now, you take that today in the eyes of so many intellectuals, they would go, no, the, the, the boy has got a serious physical problem. What do you mean, give a command? Who do you think you are? No, it's been diagnosed. It's unfixable. It's incurable. It's sad, but that's just how it is, and you need to accept it and get used to it. Learn how to live with it. See, this concept of spiritual forces being more powerful than natural things, being able to change. How quick did this boy get healed? I mean, by the time the friends got back to the house and it said he wasn't that far away, right? By the time they got back to the house, the boy is not in agonizing pain. He's not paralyzed. He's not bedfast. He's healed. Oh, glory to God. Do you believe that's possible? Do you believe it happened just like what we read here? Well, then has the Lord changed? Excuse me. Has the Lord changed? Not at all. Never has. Never will. Now, we, we must understand this is something that applies to us or it wouldn't have been recorded for us. Jesus had authority. He delegated that authority to the 12. Then he delegated it to 70 more. Then he delegated it to all believers. Have you read the scriptures? Do you believe this is in here? Go with me to uh, Luke, the ninth chapter. Luke chapter 9. Let's see it right out of the mouth of the master himself. Luke 9 and 1. It said when Jesus, he called the 12 together. He gave them, somebody say, he gave them. Yeah. Does it matter when the Lord gives you something? Yeah. He gave them what? Power. Power and authority. That is the right to do something and the force to back it up. He gave them power and authority to drive out demons, all demons, <clears throat> And to cure diseases. And he sent them out. To preach. The kingdom of God. Now see. Why, why kingdom? You hear so much about the kingdom. From Jesus. In Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. What is the kingdom? The kingdom. Is the king's dominion. The reign. The, the area that the king has control, authority, dominion over. It's something how much this is in the scriptures and how little church people know about it. Isn't it? Spiritual dominion hadn't been preached enough. Authority in Christ hasn't been taught enough. 
I mean, we need to be hearing about this when we're old enough to understand anything, right? Our smallest children need to be hearing about how, as believers in Christ, we are no longer under the dominion of darkness. We've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of His dear Son. Hallelujah. Unbelievers are domineered over and controlled by darkness. Even though the, most of them don't even realize it. But not believers. Believers are no longer subject to the authority and power of darkness. We actually have been empowered with authority over the forces of darkness. <laughs> if you know it. If you believe it. And if you act on it. Let's keep reading. He said uh, he gave them power and authority over all demons, over diseases. Luke 10, 1. Luke 10, 1, the very next chapter. After these things, the Lord, uh, excuse me, the Lord appointed other 70 also. What does that mean also? Just like the 12. What does that mean? He gave them authority and power. Now, you'll hear, uh, you know, people, intellectuals say, well, you know, Jesus, okay, Jesus had that kind of authority and power. Well, what about the 12? Uh, well, yeah, okay, the 12 did too. But when the last apostle died, well, what about the 70? The what? The 70. <laughs> what 70? This 70, right? Right? So now we're up to, what, 83? 12? I mean, the 70 and the 12 is what, 82 plus Jesus is 83? Is that right? 83 folks running around telling the devil to shut up and get out and leave. And he has to obey them. Is that right? Telling sickness, stop. Leave. And it has to obey. Did this happen or did this happen? Yes. It happened. Somebody said, yeah, but, but that's not me. Oh, come on. You got to keep reading. I said, how many know? We saw a lot just by going to the next chapter here, right? <laughs> huh? And if you keep going until you get to the end, like Mark 16, 15, Jesus said after he'd raised from the dead, he said, and these signs shall follow. Come on, help me out. Who? Them that believe, among other things, in my name, they shall cast out demons. How are you going to do that? And you don't have authority. He just got through saying, in my name. Who does this apply to? Come on, read the scripture. Who does it apply to? Believers. Come on, can you see it? It was Jesus. Then it was the 12. Then it was the 70. Now it's believers. Did he give us authority yes. and power yes. over all unclean spirits yes. to cast them out and to heal every manner of sickness and every manner of disease? Most people don't believe it, but those who do and are bold enough to step out and act on it will experience miracles, will experience deliverances. They're still happening today. Somebody say, I believe it. Say it out loud, I'm authorized. I'm empowered. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Our time's up. We'll see you again tomorrow here in Faith School. I've got no
Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.